what's up everybody this is kg and i'm dom this is the gifted podcast on here we'll be talking about a plethora of topics like relationships love and marriage child support healthy relationships parenting and co-parenting and the birds and the bees thank you for tuning in and i hope you guys enjoy all right and we're back episode two i'm kg i'm dom this is the Gifted Heart Podcast. So, today, we are speaking on parenting and co-parenting in the 2000s. Okay, let's just go right to it. Um, Dominique, how was your childhood? How were you, how were you, how were you, how were you raised? You know, how was you, I raised? did you have to get picked up between the washing machine and the dryer a couple of times? Uh, Every day. Okay. Every day. Yeah. There was no talking back. There was no do what you want. There was no explanation to why she said so. Uh It was because she said so. Actually, the explanation was because I said so. Okay. Right. What was... No? What was it like for you? Okay. So, um, yeah, I got the same thing that I think about it. Uh, because I said so, um... There wasn't really a lot of explanation. Um, let's see. Not trying to put it all out there, but for the most part, you know what I mean? Okay, I'll put it to you like this. You know, we're young parents, right? We had our children when we were children. So if you can imagine, like, some of the stuff we might have thought, said, uh, expressed to our children maybe when we were younger that's pretty much like what i can say i saw early on you know what i mean nothing like abusive of course but like a lot of because i said so uh a lot of you know backhands here i got pinched here um you know i heard a lot more no's than i did yeses when Me it came too. to everything except breathing but I mean, I will give credit and say a, a lot of those no's kept me alive, I'm sure, for things that I could see and not see that my parents saw. So, um, yeah. But as far as, like, washing machine in the dryer, like, my parents is old school. Like, put your hands on the bed. You know what I mean? Don't put your hand back when you're getting a whooping or whatever I hit is what I hit. You know what I mean? That was that was my daddy's favorite word. You know, his favorite line. You know, whatever I hit is what I hit. So I told you to be still. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to hit you in the penis, but you should have you should have been still like I told you to. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's, that's pretty much what I got. You know? I mean, I'm pretty sure I was getting whippings with the belt when I was in high school. Um, I think actually we all were. So I am the only girl of three boys. So my mom is four children, single mom. So she was tough. She was in the military. So she really didn't play that. But I think it stemmed a lot from how she was raised. So more so, I think it was just the generational mm-hmm. uh, old school parenting. And, and it's just been taken down from generation to generation. And it certainly didn't stop with me and my brothers. Like, And I really felt like I got... Um, I got it tougher than than the boys did a lot of the times, and my mom's explanation for that was that you know, like she wanted me to be strong, you know, a strong-willed woman, and you know, uh, which I understand because I am now, so I appreciate everything she did. Strong, so strong. I just think that now um, children are different; like they're born different in the two thousands, and you just you really like they come out on a whole different 
vibe they than really when do. we were born. So really I just do. think that now, like, I mean, I think it can be a mixture of both, but you, you really have to parent based on who the child is. So you have three kids, you probably need to parent three different ways. Right. I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. Uh, I, and I definitely felt that. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of weird, though. Like, I can say, I feel like without a good explanation, um, I feel like some parents, they kind of create like a Cain and Abel type of situation without knowing it. And what I mean is, is like, sometimes there's jealousy among siblings because whether parents can see it or not. I put it to you like this. If your parent ever told you, that they don't have a favorite and they love all y'all equally. That is not the truth. They lie. They lie. Now, we can't say right now uh, who the favorite is. But please believe. But yeah. you know who you but are. But please believe. You, you, know who you, you know who you are. And so what I'm saying is you just got to go about it differently. So you got three kids. Yes, you have to deal with them three differently. But at our house, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we got two teenage boys and a nine-year-old girl. And we just let up, you know, straight up let them know that, hey, look, she's a girl. All right. So I'm going to talk to her differently because she's a girl. But she ain't about to go unscathed and she ain't about to act. You know what I mean? She's not going to get away scot-free if she do something wrong. It's just I'm going to talk to y'all differently because you're young black men in America in 2020. And so certain stuff I can't say to y'all that I can say to her and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Um and I just felt like now that we explained to him, like, hey, I talked to him like this, and I talked to the other boy like this, and I talked to the girl like this, they all kind of understand, like, okay, shit, it's not no favoritism. You just kind of talk to me based on my personality. Yes. So, if you walk past three things of trash, and you look right at it, and you don't pick it up, I'm going to talk to you a certain type of way that's different than the person who walked past the trash, saw it, and threw it in the trash can. You know what I'm saying? That's just common damn sense to me. Um... I just think uh, when we're talking about parenting, like, um, so like with, with our nine-year-old daughter, like I can't parent her the same way that my mom mothered me. She is not the favorite. <laughs> she, she is, she is the path of least resistance is what she is. So I can't, I can't use the same tactics with her that my mother used with me because no. we are two different people. Like we look the same in the face, right. but, but, but my girl, she's, she's really soft. She's a flower, you mm. know, she's a fairy. And I was not, I was a tomboy. Like I, I was a girly girl, but like I acted like a little boy so my mom like I was defiant when I was like 9 10 11 12 especially in high school I was right. definitely defiant like right. my mom tried to ship me off to reform school because I just was not listening that's not to say <gasps> that that's not to say that she won't listen but I just don't think at least I pray that she doesn't give me the trouble that I gave my mom but that just goes into how you have to parent differently I can't just I can't just start welling off on her like my mom did me and, and, and my mom was not abusive let's let's not be mistaken my mm -hmm. mom was not abusive but she did believe that discipline was I'm put to you like this anybody that was raised and getting raised in the 80s and 90s all of that is abuse but you know we it is it is but it was not <laughs> until later that they said that you can't blink your eyelashes at your child in the grocery store for acting a fool and that's abuse like you can't touch them now but you know, I'm like, gonna embarrass I'm gonna you before you embarrass me I'm gonna do what I want to do you're not gonna you ain't gonna be out here carrying on 
it under under my name. You ain't gonna be none of mine carrying on. Hey, that they it. know my face. That's okay? what they say. They can't embarrass the family. That's what they anyway, say. That's just that's just what I think. That's about what it. they say. That is hilarious. Well, you know what I mean, but I just want to put this disclaimer out there. I've already told Dominique, all right, once that little one starts growing breasts, that's, that's, she's all hers, all right? I, I don't want no parts of that. I don't, I don't want to be dealing with none of that there, all right? Once <laughs> she starts growing, no, uh, yeah, she belongs to you, yeah, all right? <laughs> she belongs to you. Uh, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, yeah, so what do we have up here? Okay, immunizations, immunization shots for the children, for it against... What say you? So, all right. So, okay. I just feel like some of this stuff is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, a lot of these immunizations you have to have for the child when the child starts school or you can't start school or you need to sign a waiver or something that's dealing with your religion, something that states that you do not, that, that you're not going to get these immunizations. My thing is... Like what? So if I if I send my child to kindergarten mm -hmm. and you're telling me that's a, a something that states, as far as my religion indicates that I don't need to get this immunization, like who's to say that I can't just write something on the paper and give it to you and say I don't need it? Well, how is it important then for everybody else to get it? Like why is it so important to get it if I can just write down the state that my religion states that I can't get it? Does that make sense? I, I see where you're coming from. I'm picking okay. up what you're putting there. Uh -huh. Right. Okay. So, with these immunizations, I feel like some of them are necessary. Um, like chicken pox. I had chicken pox. You had chicken pox? I did. I had chicken pox. These children have not had the chicken pox. What? These children have not had chicken pox. Shit. They have, a, they have a vaccination for that. They have an immunization for it so they don't get chicken pox. Most of these 2,000 kids don't get chicken pox. Y'all let me know if y'all kids had it because mine have not. I thought you got the damn shot and then you got chicken no, pox after you got no, the shot. No, the way that I got the chicken pox was being exposed to my siblings who had the chicken pox. So they just told all y'all to get together. Put, if one catch it, everybody go in there and get it at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that can get that shit These over with. These children right. born in the 2000s have not had the chicken pox at least. My dad, mine haven't. I don't know. So I mean, I'm, I'm just saying they haven't had it. So at this point, obviously they don't need to be catching it. You know. Well. Um, yeah. So I just think that with these immunizations, some of them might be necessary. You mm -hmm. know, because if you get it later in life, you know, like chicken pox, and then in the adulthood, it's the shingles, and that can be worse than chicken pox. Like it prevents you from getting that. But some of these, I feel like are unnecessary for example the flu shot we're not doing that here i'm not doing that i got the flu shot one time in my life a couple of years ago and i've never been so sick in my life and my <laughs> understanding that we know that the flu shot is the flu being injected into you mm -hmm. so that your body can learn how to fight it out who's to say mm -hmm. that your body can actually fight that out so i have just allowed something into my body that could potentially take me out of here now y'all gonna be throwing dirt in my face Fun, shit, fun yeah. fact, fun fact, um, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, I am military, uh, considered government property, so I have to take the flu shot every year, um, years ago, when I first joined, we used to get the flu shot through a mist, right, so we just, like, shoot it, shoot it in there, like, nasal spray, and I would go out into the bathroom and blow my nose immediately, and I never got sick, they then switched to the needle, in the freaking year they switched to the needle, not only was my arm sore all day, I freaking got sick. 
it was the worst saying. fucking and thing ever. And that's what I'm saying. So also, let's get back to that. How is it that you? Okay, so we are gonna get a shot, and yes, it's gonna be like, ow, oh my god, like it hurt a little bit. Oh god, I got a shot right there. But why is my arm about to fall off my body six days after I got the flu shot? Like, what is that? Mm. I don't. I don't think that the flu shot is absolutely necessary. Stuff like that. I'm not. As far as immunizations go, I'm not all in on immunizations. Like, there are some that I feel like are key, like you need those, but I'm not the one that's going to take my kids to the doctor and you tell me that they need. Like, doctors have been on me presently, like this year, or we're in the 2020 now, but in 2019, getting their checkups and even with with our boy going for his endocrinologist appointments, like, he needs the flu shot. They need the flu shot. They not getting no flu shot. Explain to they've, the people what endocrinologist They've never is. had a so flu shot. I can shot. barely uh, say it. So, the times. endocrinologist uh-huh. is the specialized doctor for yeah. uh, diabetics. So, mm. he is a type 1 diabetic, mm-hmm. which means his immune system is uh, it's, it's weaker mm. than it would have been if he was not a type 1 diabetic. And mm-hmm. he's newly diagnosed. So, we're still learning how to essentially keep him alive you right. know to just put it right. simple just we learning how to keep him alive like they mm-hmm. send you when you get diagnosed you are near death as he was they give you a three-day crash course and that's it and now you got to keep your kid alive for the rest of your life you right. know figuring it out but um yeah so every time we go they keep saying that he needs the flu shot and guess what he bypassed this year i'm sorry like i just the whole thing with the flu shot was my experience and how I know that I have never been that sick in my life and you're telling me that he cannot go without getting the flu shot because he will get sick. But he's never had it, which means he could potentially be sicker by getting that flu shot than he has ever been in his life, which is now putting his weakened immune system in harm's way. Make it like point. now it's just Make it making point. it worse. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe next time I'll come around, I've been talking to like parents of other T1Ds, you know, like they're saying their kid gets it. That's great, but um maybe next time. This go around, he did not he did not get that stuff like that. I'm just not for how are you on Max? So I'm um uh, you you did good on your plane this time. You did good I, on your plane. I, you did good I, on I your wasn't plane. trying to waste the gas. Nah, it's you cheap did good right now, your, but I wasn't trying to waste <laughs> you the gas. You did good on your plane. So I am, uh, it's weird. For, for the most part, I'm for it. Um, the only time it gets kind of like touchy and I really don't get into like the whole abortion talks and shit like that. Like that's probably one topic on this podcast you probably won't hear about because it's just... I'm a man, so with that being said, you know I have to me I have nothing to say about it because it's not my body, right? Um, but when they use certain cells and, and certain things from unborn babies or embryos for some of these vaccines, that's where I'm kind of like, eh. But once again, I pee standing up, so that's not really my 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 thing. I will say, crazy. Um, I was watching the episode of Law and Order back in the day. And it was one of those parents that was like, I'm not doing no vaccine for my kid. And some of y'all might have seen it. And the freaking kid caught measles. So, you know, the detective was like, yo, the measles ain't been out since, like, so-and-so-and-so. And -and And then it was like a fucking... This COVID shit. It was this COVID all over again, but it was in New York City. Everybody caught measles because one lady didn't want to get her kid the vaccine. And with that being said, like, if you're saying that the vaccine, at least in the chicken pox thing, like... If they're getting it down to 2000, they don't get it at all. I can only imagine like one kid getting a <laughs> getting a chicken box and some parents like, oh, you're going to go to school anyway. And then like your whole kindergarten class wiped out because they got chicken box. You know what I'm saying? So 
based on how they come up with some of them, I'm kind of like, eh. But for the most part, if you're telling me this kid's got to get a shot um, to not infect the rest of the class, then suck it up and get your shot. Except when you have, in this case, I feel like that's the only, like, I can understand, like, a weakened immune system already. Like, you trying to tell me I got to take them way back down there just to build them back up. But who's to say when he goes that far down, being this young and as small as our son is, like, he's going to be able to come back up from it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a chance. We, uh, we're not rolling the dice on that one. But, you know what I mean? That's just... I don't know. That's my take on it. You know what I mean? I, I, why, why are you talking about the, the, the you know, like... When you said the kid, like, going to school and risking all the rest of the kids. Now, what you're going to do is stay home. That's the problem see, here. That's, this this right. is off. I'm going to take the plane over here right quick around these bushes. Because the thing is, you know when your kid is sick. Like, a different kind of sick. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, like our girl, she has allergies, right? So, but when you're sick, like, you can't go to school. Like, before there was this whole... Um, what what are we calling this? This this lockdown, this um, quarantine, this quarantine. Oh, this mm. the the Walking Dead, the quarantine. Mm. Before this whole thing, she missed the last three days of school. She, she did. didn't even go because she was sick and it wasn't allergy. She had a cold, and then three days after that, they said that if your child coughs, sneezes, snots in the classroom, then they have to come home. Right. Right. So it's like you know whether or not your child is sick. So something like that. Like I just feel like parents need to. Um, be parents and and be mindful of other people's children. Like, I know you have stuff to do. I get it. Like, we work. Granted, my schedule is not as flexible as my husband's schedule, but that's why I usually don't take time off work because Mm -hmm. I, I am good in letting every job know that I ever work on that I'm gonna go on ahead and go about behind my kids, okay? So if something's going on, I'm going to have to take the time off for them, take them wherever they need to go, stay at home with them if they're sick, whatever the case may be. Like, you just got to take that time to make sure you're not infecting other people's children. So I think that's where it's going to start to. Granted, we, you know, like the the vaccine and the immunization like that can help as well. But Mm -hmm. like, in the meantime, just stay home like folks not doing in this COVID-19 anyway. So that's. That's that's what I have to say about that. Oh, that's fine. You know, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm putting. I'm I'm picking up what you put down. That makes sense. Okay, let's see what we got else. Okay, this is my favorite right here. You understand? Discipline. Huh? Now a lot of y'all in the household, you know what I mean, who grew up in a two parent household. Um, you know what I mean. Some of y'all grew up in a in a one parent household. You know what I mean, where your daddy had to be your mama, or your mama had to be your daddy. You know, flip flop. Um, and so. I want to get your take on discipline or how you look at like what I what what let's say this way discipline maybe before you had kids and what you thought or you know the way you approach discipline with our kids you know now you know what I'm saying share, share with the folk okay Dominique. so alright I'm folk, out of drink by the family. way family okay folks <laughs> so we we tend to see a little bit differently um, when it comes to discipline okay <laughs> I am not um, I am not one on the physicalities as far as the discipline goes like I'm gonna just take all your stuff right so because and that comes from what I said earlier, mm. like my mama, she was not going to play. My head was being picked up from between the wash and the dryer, but I was also doing a lot of stuff that warranted my head being in between the wash and the dryer half the time. But the thing is, like I was just so accustomed to her 
giving me that whooping. Like, it was just like, I already knew what it was going to be. So I was getting myself prepared to get the discipline, the physical discipline with the belt or the, the hit or the choke or whatever it was that was going to come from whatever my action was, right? Which is what kind of tied into me being so defiant. So as far as the discipline with our children, <laughs> it takes me a while, okay? Like, it really takes me a while. And I mean, it's like... 47 times of saying don't do this and don't do that okay because I just really feel like I just really feel like I didn't have to be hit as many times as I was hit sometimes like like I said a lot of the times it was it was because I was doing something I had no business but some of the times it was just like I didn't understand and I felt like if I had an explanation as to why I couldn't do certain stuff mm. other than because I said so mm. then that would have kept me from doing certain stuff granted I figured it out later in life but like I was an adult with children by then mm. so that really didn't do me any justice as a child and needing to understand why I keep getting disciplined for stuff that I thought was like borderline okay you know so it just takes me a while to get to the physical disciplinary action for the children like I'm gonna talk to you I'm nurturing you know like uh -huh. y'all like I study psychology okay like mm -hmm. that's that's my major and that's what I do I want to figure out why you did it I want to talk to you I'm hoping that that motherly love and that motherly voice and conversation can 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 turn you around it doesn't it does not. It's not with these boys. I'm telling you, it don't. Like, I don't know how many times I can tell them to stop doing certain stuff. The diabetic, okay? He do what he want to do a lot of the times. Like, sometimes he be good. Half the time, he not going to eat his food after his insulin. About to kill yourself. Stuff like that. You know? Then, then you got the older one. Like, I, you know, like, he's the sweetest thing. And it just be like, yesterday you was fine. Like, when did y'all turn crazy? I don't know. But then there's the girl. She's not the favorite, but I'm telling you, she is the path of least resistance. I really only have to raise my voice like two and a half decibels. Mm -hmm. And she heard what I said, and she's probably not going to do it again. She probably won't cry. She's probably going to cry because mommy don't talk to her like that. Okay, right. sweetie, don't do that. Mama don't talk to her like that. So if I'm not calling you sweetie, if I'm not talking to her like the fairy princess that she is, then she's, she's really upset about it. So as far as discipline when it comes to them, like... It just really takes a whole lot for me to get to the point where I'm knocking your head between the washing and dryer. I don't know <laughs> if you feel the same. <laughs> well, listen, here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business administration major, and um, you know, I deal with numbers, all right? And one uh, foot stepping out of line equals one ass whooping. You understand what I'm saying to you? Listen here. So... <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen here, Jack. All right, what you ain't gonna do? I'm, I'm gonna put you like this. My young one, he just had a growth spurt. All right, my baby about five, five foot, about, about five foot one, about five two right now. Okay, right. he's taller than his mama. All right, my oldest one. All right, he's five ten. See what I'm saying? He's looking down at everybody in the house. So, quick story. He just got here. I ain't gonna put it all out there, but you know, every child. Every child got to test the boundaries once, and I wasn't even mad because I knew it was coming. You feel me, America? I knew it was coming. I knew the man was going to try me. Thing is, it just didn't work out the way he thought it was going to work out, and that's fine because he's 13. You're supposed to test the waters. So, I originally was all for it. So, with my kids, to be completely honest, I stopped, let's say, last fall. I sat both of them down let them know, like, look, bro, you're 12. You're 13, all right? The belt thing ain't really 
working. It's not really, you know, it, it's not really hitting home. And quite personally, it's not really my style. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, I wasn't really a man of a lot of words. You know, a child of a lot of words. It was usually just one disagreement. And then we just, we just throwing hands. You know what I'm saying? If it got to that point. Um, but I really didn't do a lot of fighting. You know what I mean? I was the funny guy. But, you know, I, I just got a short temper. So what I remember growing up, like you said, Dominique, was more so like if you talked to me and kind of explained to me why certain things are the way they are. Because sometimes kids aren't being disrespectful. They legit just want to know why. Like, don't do this. Okay, heard. Roger, I won't do that. But can you explain to me why? Sure. So if you go over here, the last time it was a lot of police activity over there. I don't want my kid, I don't want you over there in that in that area just in case the police come back around again and they're going to think you're part of the crowd. Usually when I talk to my kids now and explain things to them, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I heard you. And then they won't do it. Um, but, you know, like I said at the beginning, it was just one of those things, I guess, like you said, it's just how you was raised. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really get a whole bunch of explanation. It was more so I said so. And anything that goes against that, you're challenging my authority, especially as a man in the house, and that that cannot happen, you know. But I will say that I've noticed um, a lot of changes, and they receive things better when you talk to them first instead of throwing them across the freaking room. But, because there's always a but, my rule is you would not disrespect my wife any way, shape, or form. Because when that happens, there is no conversation. I'm not talking to you. And the same thing goes to the girl. There's really no conversation we're going to have after that. Um, you can't disrespect the woman who's acting as your mother figure now or the person who birthed you into this world. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like my father told me when I was younger, with that one thug tear coming down his eyes. Y'all know, y'all seen Glory. That one tear that Denzel <laughs> had coming down his eye. This man told me, he said, the reason why I'm crying, KL, is because I'm trying not to kill you. He said, this woman here was my wife before she was your mother. And that took and that'll me, preach. That took me out right there. I said, oh, so this, oh, he, oh, he for real, for real. Okay, all right, let me just stop bullshitting. Okay, sorry, mama, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's just my take on but, the discipline. But also, let me just say this, folks, okay? So I do believe that me and my dear husband here, we have switched places. Um, because like I said earlier, I am the one that is nurturing. I want to converse with the children, find out why you did that. What were you feeling? What were your thoughts? You know, and he was not trying to hear that initially. And now we have completely switched places. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear no parts of that. I said what I said. I really don't care what you have to say about it. What's done is done. And now I'm about to knock your head between the wash and dry. Like I am completely over it because I truly, y'all, let me tell y'all something about these boys, okay? <laughs> These boys. Y'all y'all gonna feel like like we hounding all the boys or at least me, but it's 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 really not. Like I I wish y'all could see into our life. It's like it's like we don't want to keep asking you to do the same thing over and over again, which I get it. Like, everybody was a child, but I refuse to believe mm -hmm. that I did the same thing over and over I again know, know, because know. Michelle, my mama, was not having that, okay? My brothers will testify to this. Mm -hmm. My baby brother, he came really because he was that one. Mm -hmm. He was that one before the other one and the other one. Y'all know who the other one was. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it wasn't me, though. It wasn't me. I'm a baby girl now, but it wasn't me. But all all I'm saying is, I refuse to believe that if Michelle said don't do it, 
that I did not consistently do it. Like, I might have did it on Monday and then the Monday after next, you know, but I wasn't going to do it again tomorrow. Like, I literally just said, don't do it. And you did it. Y'all, I shit you not. We, I, I will drop these boys off at school. They go to the little before and school, before and after school program because yeah, I ain't finna trust you to walk to school and get there on time right. after I left to go to work. Right. Also, they got to cross this road where we live at and then it's like a busy road. It's this California traffic is absurd y'all it's crazy but i don't want them crossing that road to get to school so uh, i don't want them to get hit by no cars and nothing like that so we just drop them off before on the way to work or what have you but literally every day that i dropped them off and said had a good day the school was calling me or my husband before lunchtime it's not a lot or right time. after lunchtime there was no to tell me that they have done something absolutely foolish no i'm i you know what y'all and it's terrible because i truly do wish mm -hmm. that you know, and going to school that my mom had the time, but she worked, you know, very much to give us everything that she had. And, you know, my grandma helped raise us. We lived in the house with my mama, my grandmother. I have never been raised. I barely know my father, y'all. I saw him one time when I was 10 and I ain't seen the man since. Don't care to see him. But, you know, they did all they could for us, but I wish that somebody would have told me to have a good day, you know? So I just feel like I take what I would have wanted in my childhood and I try to give it to my kids. But see, then I be feeling like y'all be playing with me because y'all know that I'm the one that's going to that's going to protect you and you have now lost that barrier of protection because I ain't got time I ain't got time I dropped them off now well obviously not now because we're in quarantine and nobody going back to school but I would drop them off before school went out and I wouldn't I would just drop them off like close the door on your way out because I'm I'm telling you if I say have a good day they was calling the house. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't understand. It's just beyond me. I just think it's hilarious that when you finally, I don't want to say come over to the dark side, but we always talk about balance, right? And I feel like in parenting, it's always had that balance. So I'm glad, you know, if the roles did switch around, you know what I mean, that they did switch and we not on the same page as far as how we discipline and how we go about it because it just would be, I mean, I would sleep fine at night, and I'm pretty sure you would. But I don't I, think blissfully. I don't think they would be enjoying, excuse me, the time that they're enjoying right now. So speaking of enjoying the time that they're enjoying and how we're trying not to raise, I'm I'm saying this carefully. Like when I say not raise our kids the way we were raised, as y'all know, like. We're not speaking on abuse or nothing crazy, but, you know, you can always tweak and do things a little better. Or when you were younger, it's like, damn, I wish you would have did this. I wish you would have did this. So, as we said, like, in our house, um, <clears throat> uh, kids are people, right? Kids are people, too. So, we actually let them voice their opinion, respectfully, of course. But, you know, if they have, you know, if they ask the question, like, you know, I okay, for instance, I, I did the vacuuming. Uh, one kid says I did the vacuuming, like, two weeks in a row. Or I've done the vacuuming for a month, like, hey, can I do something else? Or why can't anybody else do something else? As long as it's respectful, you know what I mean? I don't care. Why? Because I'm the oldest of five kids. And if you can imagine, I was in charge of tasking the kids, you do this, you do this. Or if my parents tasked the kids, I had to go behind and make sure that everybody did what they were supposed to do and make sure it was thoroughly clean, right? Did I hate it? Yes. But it got to the point where, it, honestly, it made me who I am today, right? But if my kid comes to me with that, I don't look at it as disrespectful. I'm just like, hey, you know what, bro? It's been a month. I probably wasn't here for half of it because I'm doing the military training. Let me just double back and be like, you know what? Y'all can switch it out. You clean the bathroom now. You you do the vacuum and whatever the case may be. 
So with the kids being people too, we segue into the cool parent style slash old school parent style that we see a lot of, you know, parents um, struggling with. You know what I'm saying? Like we teach a group at, you know, at church. I got a young men's group and Dom deals with, uh, what do you call it? Like women young your adult, age, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we also, the stories that work, you know, they have kids too and things of that nature. So, you know, what say you, uh, dear Dominique, with the whole cool parent, old school parent, like how, how do you find the balance? You know what I'm saying? So I find the balance in just respect. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's pretty much what it's going to be for me. I don't, like I said, I really wish. So with me being the only girl, four children, my mom had three boys. I'm the only girl. So I'm tough. Right. So I just really wish that there were some conversations that would have been had for me as the girl. Like I could not get I could not go and talk to my brothers about being a girl. I did not I started my cycle and I did that alone. Like I, well, I did that in the hallway of my middle school um at Southwest Middle in 6th grade and you know like I messed up my pants, right? Like I didn't know what that pain was, but you know like I didn't know that that was coming, right? So I'm I I didn't have that conversation that was for me. I didn't know how to ask my mom for tampons and pads when they were out because we didn't I I just wasn't cuz we didn't have that conversation. My grandmother bought things like that for me. Granted, my mom was working, but I wasn't really all that comfortable what going called? to my sanitary grandma. Nap. My grandmother called them sanitary napkins. Sanitary napkins. So I did not know, you know, and I had to teach my, my actually my best friend at the time. She was a, she was a lovely white girl. She was like, I just love her so much. I wish I could contact her now, <laughs> but she was my best friend at the time. And she actually taught me how to use a tampon, you know, like stuff like that, that, that I want to go. She showed you how to do it. She, well, you know, she like let me know. Like oh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in, in there with it. her. She just kind of <laughs> told me what it's supposed to feel like, and it really wasn't working. Uh -huh. You know, at at the time, <laughs> wrong hole, uh -huh. right? It was pointless, wasted it. But you know, the point is, I done figured it out, right? <laughs> so all I'm saying, as far as uh, cool parenting and old school parenting is, mm -hmm. like we gonna have respect regardless. So when it comes to these kids of ours, like if you have a question, if, if my boys got a question. About talking to a young lady. First of all, before I even get into that, the fact that you can come to us and talk about your interest this in a young true. lady is, is all true. cool parenting in itself. Because my mama didn't know that I was interested in nobody, probably until I had my son. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just like I wasn't like, Mama, I got a boyfriend. Let me tell you, but my mama not playing with that. She right. not ain't no boys coming to her house to right. see her daughter. Like we're not doing it. You're not gonna be out here no whore, okay, Dominique? Like you can't <laughs> have all these boys coming to the house Lady the neighbors gonna think you a whore we not. had the neighbor next door you know bless his heart just yeah bless his soul he was the sweetest man Mr. Charlie was <laughs> and you know I, he'll talk about you though them folk in the neighborhood that was old they'll talk about you but the fact that these boys can come to us and talk about their little love interests uh, finger right. air quotes is something that I never got in myself but that's just something that we can have with them which they don't understand is how we were not raised and sometimes can take advantage of that right. when i talk about old school parenting my mom made me say yes ma'am and no ma'am mm. and i will still say that to her 
to this day because it is instilled in me. I remember going to the store, the shoe store, one time while we were school shopping for shoes when I was younger, me and my brothers. And, and this man came to my mom and said, your children are so well disciplined because they say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Like, these children do not say that, which, you know, like, that's fine, but you will say yes and no. What you're not going to do is what us. If I hear you, what let, let one of these they children what me. Shit, they, they try it, and it is corrected every time. If, if my husband asks a question and they what, it's yes. Don't what me, don't what him. And that, and, and you know what? Just respect. Respect in general. I, I tell the boys all the time when they be referring to somebody, mm-hmm. proper nouns. Person, place, thing. Like, let somebody know who you're talking about. If my husband's not present in the room, they'll say, where's he at? Nigga, where's who at? Like, what's his name? Dad? Mr. Kevin? Like, what's his name? Like, get he is an authoritative figure in your life. Like, give him... The name, yeah, that's just how that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, you know, I you know I appreciate that because I didn't know that was happening when I was gone. But the thing is, I, I mean, nine times out of ten, if they saying it in that way, then <laughs> I already know why anyway. You know, because I took your shit. The but, point is, you're gonna say it. You're right, gonna say it. Right. So I mean, on my end, um, it's kind of weird, right? So like, my dad, um, cool dude, Deacon Greer, um, all y'all should know him, um. Bro, I act just like him now. But the only difference I will say, um, like I said, you just take different things that you would have wished that you had when you was younger, and then, like, you kind of apply it now, right? So, like, my dad, same way. There was, like, you know, ain't no girlfriend you need to be worried about school. Ain't no girlfriend you need to be talking about you need to be worried about school. But then, you know, as I got older, I was kind of like, damn, bro, like, I kind of want to tell you, or I kind of want to ask you, like, what I should say to her. Which or, leads like, to sneaking around. What but... should I do? You know what I'm saying? Right, like... You know what, fine, I ain't gonna say nothing to you. And then, like, let's just fast forward. Bro, I think I was, um... Shit. I had Quincy at, like, 17. So I might have been, like... I don't know, like, fit... I was older. I was way older. And then he... It's, like, when the first time he asked me, like... So it was that girl or something like that. But, like, I, you know, I mean, I'm younger, though. I'm like, yeah, man, like... That ship just kind of sailed, my guy. You know what I mean? Like, not that I can't. We talk about the shit now. You know, granted, it's two married men. Like, I, I'm quick to call my pops now. Like, hey, dude, hey, hey, listen. Listen here. Like, let me tell you about your grandson. Um, But I just try to have that balance, man. Like, with, with my boys, especially the boys. Like, so I go in there, and I don't want to jump the gun, because that's another podcast discussion. But, like, when I have certain topics I want to talk to them about. Like, I come to them in the father figure uh, terminology that I use. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm quick to let you know. Like, I'm not your best friend. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not about to be homie. Like, my oldest came out here. I guess he thought it was a California thing. He was like, yo, bro, this. And I'm like, my, bro, you don't have no fucking brothers. You know what I mean? Except your stepbrother right here. But, like, I'm not your bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you came out of my balls, bro. Like, I made you. So I'm not your bro. I'm your father. You know what I'm saying? And uh, once we got that corrected, you know what I mean? I usually just talk to them, like, I use their language sometimes, and that usually kind of throws them back, because they're looking at me like, hey, man, like, you ain't supposed to be talking like that. But I'm like, right, but, I, you know, y'all don't think I can hear you through the vent at night, dummies, when y'all sitting here carrying on talking about, oh, girl, you know what I mean, in y'all's room. So I feel like it's, it's just a balance, and in having that balance, 
at least the oldest, he'll come up and he he does the same thing with Dominique. He'll come up and he'll be like, I want to ask y'all a question. And we like, you've been standing here for five minutes staring at us, bro. Like, you didn't want to ask this question like when you first got down in the kitchen, but go ahead, what's your question? He'll say like, Miss Dominique, there's this girl, so and so and so. What should I say? Okay, dad. From your point of view, what should I say? Now, like Dominique was saying, there's no fucking reason why we need to be having this conversation with you anyway. Like, you're in seventh grade. But also what you said is like, yo, if I don't tell you, then some knucklehead or some girl at school is going to tell you to do the complete opposite anyway. So I'd rather tell you what you already are going to do and just guide you through it respectfully on how you should handle yourself instead of having some homies like I did or some homegirls like you did tell you to do the complete opposite of what you need to be doing in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like honesty is really like the best thing. Like when we sit down with our kids and we like tell them like stories, like I feel like that makes us more human. You know what I mean? Like because the kids, they'd be like, okay, that's my mom. Like, okay, that's my dad. Like these people don't know what the hell we're going through. Like, nah, bro. Like we actually do. Hence, that's why you got here when I was 17. You know what I mean? Like, and furthermore, <laughs> these kids think for some reason that you fell from the sky as their parents. Like, they refuse to believe that at some point you were 12 and 13 years old in the 7th grade. Like, you, you, they just refuse to believe that. But back to these... Um, Back to these conversations that we that we allow them to have with us regarding their little uh, female interests, okay? So, I, I, I let it be beyond me. Like, it's not going to happen on my watch that they're going to be out here treating these young ladies mm-hmm. like some of these boys was treating me, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not going to be out here, like, dragging nobody's daughters around. They're not going to be out here... Uh, like embarrassing nobody's little girl. They're not gonna be out here being hoes. They're not gonna be out here being sorry. I ain't gonna be no they, fanger. They, they ain't huh? gonna be out here. Ain't gonna be no fanger. Ain't gonna be here. none of that. Y'all ain't gonna be out here doing none of that <laughs> stuff like that. Like I just feel like a lot of the stuff I did is because I was sneaking to do it because I didn't have the leeway to do it. Right. right? Which also confuses me off on a tangent here because they have the leeway to do a lot of stuff. Like we really don't ask you to do anything but to like stay clean, do your schoolwork, uh, be, be respectful, and like come in before the lights turn the street lights come on mm-hmm. like and finish your food like it really don't we don't even ask you to do a whole lot of stuff but like y'all can't even get them little four or five things together right. and you just make life so difficult for your own self that's on y'all so i mean we can play the game we already been here and i think they don't realize that they don't even have it hard like i know sometimes they think they have it hard but they really don't have it hard right i don't i don't know but the, we, we do allow them to come with, to the uh, to us with those conversations because it's i'm just not gonna let them be out here treating young ladies any kind of way y'all not gonna be no no sorry niggas okay and i'm and and i will have the conversation with my daughter as well because i'm just not gonna let her be treated any kind of way yeah, by nobody not. Yeah, we're not, not gonna do that like d- don't we just gonna let her know like be able to determine what's going on see the hardest thing for me as a guy is because they're preteens and teenagers you know what i'm saying like Sometimes you want to, so like my, my oldest son, like he wants to read my book so bad and I won't let him partly because he, the immaturity level, you know what I'm saying? Like he's 13, I get it. But like my dad, he likes to say like, oh, I can see you and him. Like temper wise, yeah, most definitely. My, academically, this dude blows me out of the freaking water when I was his age. But the actions, 
right? So, like, I remember doing certain stuff, but making sure things looked the way that they did before they, before I started. You know what I'm saying? Neither one of my sons do shit like that. They just be walking through the fuck, the kitchen in the middle of the night, I guess, and just walk the fuck out. Like, people are like, I'm not going to be the first one up in the morning and see that you left my kitchen, you know, you know, bread bag still open. You know what I mean? Dried up Kool-Aid stains on the cabinet and on the floor. Like, who else was in the kitchen, bro? All the doors was locked. You see what I'm saying? But what the fuck was I going with that? Oh, I don't know. just the conversation about, like, yeah, trying to be, like, that person. Like, I, I just try to relate to a certain degree to where you still feel like you can come and talk to me and that we still that were quote unquote cool, but at the same time it's just I'm I'm just not gonna allow I just don't want you to think that we best friends. You know what I'm saying? That's just the hardest thing right, for me. Right, I'm to not kinda, your friend. That's the hardest thing. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. He wants to read my book. Jesus. I only had one drink. Um my book. He wants to read it so bad, but like he can't because like the stories that are in there, he'll read it when he's eighteen and then he'll be able to understand like, yo, this is why my dad was the way he was. This is why he moved the way he did, because he went through this and because he went through this. Like, I can share certain stuff with him now and with his brother. I have to dumb it down and water it down a lot for them to grasp it at 12 and 13. But some of the stuff that I went through, even at their age, I'm trying to tell you, like, hey, bro, I'm trying to help you out. But I can only tell you so much. And I feel like if I just tell them everything right now, or at least some of the shit, like, maybe it might hit them. But the the worst fear any parent can have is that you tell them something and in their mind, they're like, well, my mom did it. Well, my dad did it. And they still alive. So I'm going to just do it too. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's where I get stuck with the whole old school parenting and new school parenting. Like, I want to give you enough to let you know. Like, kind of like put you on game. But I don't want you to take that game and then be like, shit, you did it. Like, I'm about to go and do it. Because with the two that we got. It ain't going to work. Jesus so I'm just, I, I just think, right. So like you say with that, like the worst fear is like, oh, like my mom and dad survived it or whatever. So I can go ahead and do it. So. We tell them all the time, like, when you when you go to school, like, if something is going on in the school, like, report it to administration three times, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a given fact that if somebody knew about it and they did nothing about it, then you are clear if something pops off, right? Mm-hmm. So, tap, tap, last tap that year, ass. like, what? Like, like, the youngest one, his first year in middle school at the school he goes to now, like, he was... He was being harassed by this kid, and they tried to dumb it down. Obviously, I had that conversation with the principal and the assistant principal because mm-hmm. I'm not here to play with you. Like, if I have to take time off work to come talk to you at the school, we're going to have a different kind of discussion right. because I have wasted money to come down here to, to handle something that you obviously couldn't seem to handle. But it, it was at the time that he told me that that child spit in his face mm-hmm. that I just wasn't here. So that time, and this was like incident number like 12 mm-hmm. because the little one, like, he's not a fighter. He's gonna be a lover, and that's fine. Everybody ain't everybody ain't like that. That's cool. He ain't a thug. He a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So it, it was. I went to the school on like the thirteenth incident, and that was when the, the child had spit on my son. So I go in there and tell the assistant principal. She's like, "Oh my god, no! Like, no, we absolutely can't have that. I don't even care what you think about what I just said. What I came in here to let you know is that the ne- my son has been instructed that the next time that child approaches him, he is to." swing his hands at him like mm-hmm. he gonna just knock him out like it is what it is so sometime around thanksgiving break they ended up getting into a little altercation but it was the fact that i had been reporting it 
all the times that it had happened that he couldn't get suspended for that fight. What they said was they just wanted to let us know and be transparent about it that that did warrant a suspension and possibly expulsion. But could you do it? No, because you failed. Fuck no. You failed to protect him where I drop him off for eight hours a day and you failed to protect him during that time. So that's the type of thing that we explain to them now. Like if something is happening to you in school, go ahead and report it three times so that if anything pops off and you get in a fight, it might have been something that you provoked. That's fine. But like if you felt like they were doing something to provoke you or you felt some kind of way, like if you never reported it, the first time you say something is the first time, mm-hmm. no matter if they did it seven times before. These little dudes... They be what if in the hell out of the situation, they right? Really so that's what I mean by when you said that my parents did this and they got through it. Like, you don't understand. That's the point. We're trying to tell you what we learned from the situation and we're giving you the information because this is how we learned from it. Right. And we're trying to keep you from having to go through it. But as it always is in parenthood, like, they're never going to get it right away. They're right, going right, to have right. to go through their own experience. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just like we be talking to the wall half the time. Like, literally, we just have two brown walls that we be talking to the majority Essentially. Of the time. Essentially, yeah. And, like, it's... I, I'll say this before we go to the next segue. It's funny because, like I said, we had our children young. You know what I mean? So, you had you had, you had little man when? How old were you? Uh, I was 20. And, see, I was... I'll say technically 18. Like, he was conceived at 17. He, was, he got here. I was 18. So, you know what I mean? Babies raising babies. So, that's that's the biggest thing. Like, we literally... We're all growing up together, and now that we're in our 30s, and we legit have, like, teenagers, right? We're, like, ahead of a lot of our our friends, and a lot of our friends who are older than us, their children are younger than our children, you know what I mean? So, we're, you know, we're growing up in a generation where, like, I grew up with computers, and our kids are growing up with computers. So, the shit that you're doing on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever the case you thought you had on your instruments, like, I can see that. I can get into that, you know what I'm saying? And so... That's just the struggle. It's like a gift and a curse. You know, I'm young enough to know what you're talking about. Um, can join in the conversation if I wanted to, but I'm also young enough to know that what you're talking about is not what you need to be talking about right now. You know what I'm saying? That we can, like, we can handle that. And so uh, that leads into the next and last topic. Uh, don't bash the other parent. We're talking about co-parenting here. In the 2000s or 2020 yeah. now, you know what I mean? Don't bash the other parent. Uh, that speaks to, you know, obviously, like I said, uh, she's not with her uh, children's father and I'm not with my children's mothers. And so we pretty much got a nice little blended uh, caramel and chocolate family over here with a Yorkie that looks the same way. And so... There are a lot of things that happen that we don't agree with and disagree with at times. And so when you're living with the children, how do you handle that, Dominique? You know what I mean? Or, so, how, or what, what do you got for so, the folk? So for any folk that might be trying to figure it out, okay. we're going to go ahead and draw the little uh, illustration for you. We have four total children, okay? Mm-hmm. I have two outside of my marriage he has two outside of our marriage which means we have four total and none together okay Mm -hmm. did you get that pretty picture (laughs) all right very good follow along so i'm sorry what what was the question oh i just uh, wanted to put the illustration yeah yeah just don't bash another parent like you know what i mean like your do's and your don'ts or i guess experiences that you would have had or might have had you know what i mean 
just, you know, because we get, like I said, we were young. You were 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? I was so 18 years I, old. So I'm just going to start with, first of all, bashing the other parent. I'll start here with, with the in-home parenting, okay? As I just stated, um, we don't have children together. So that brings in the dynamic of uh, me parenting his son and him parenting my, my son and my daughter, right? That we had before we became one together, okay? So it just really took, and it was, you know what, y'all, to be honest, it was a little bit of a battle at first because like I said, I am the one that wants to talk about it first and I really just don't believe in physical discipline being the don't start don't start i just really don't believe in physical discipline being the first method of discipline i really don't so i think i mean i don't think like i know that like i spoiled my children like you know like my son he was my first he was my boy you know and he got me out of a pretty tough situation so i looked at him like you know, like, he saved me from what I was dealing with at the time. And then, you know, like, my girl, like, she's my baby girl. She's literally my sequel. Um, it's like Dom Squared out here with her. <laughs> so, I mean, like, she's my precious girl. You know, I don't know. Like, y'all y'all mamas, you know how it is. Yeah, whatever. So, it was just, we just had to come to an understanding as far as, um, you know, like, my husband is able to discipline my children, but I don't feel like he ever does them any kind of harm. I would never speak bad about him in front of them or at all. I don't have anything bad to say about my husband. Otherwise, I just, we wouldn't be married because I'm at the point in life where I don't have time. But that's a different, that's a whole different <laughs> episode. Y'all gonna get that later. But, I, you know, it was just coming into understanding, like, and he taught me, you know, like, we're not gonna argue in front of the children because... It when I when I when I'm upset, y'all are I be I be there. I be she right be there light skin crazy with that mm -hmm. shit. Too, I be bro. my face be red and you know like it just be real quick. I don't know, but like we just not going to give that energy at, at with the children around. That's something that I would not have I wouldn't have known because I again came from a single parent home where my mom and my grandma raised me and I never really knew my father. He came from a two parent home where his parents did not do that, you know, around him. So he knows that structure. I just something he had to teach me. When it comes to uh co-parenting, so my son, my daughter, they have two different fathers, okay? So I would never, y'all, my son's father, my son's father is um, a felon, y'all. So I would never, though, tell my son that that's what his father is, okay? I would never talk bad about his dad in front of him uh, when he was younger and his dad was uh, away, which is how you get to be a felon, so when he was locked up, um... I just told him he went away for work for a long time. Like, I don't think to this point that my son knows right. to this day that his father has ever been incarcerated or that he has a criminal record. And that's not my business to tell. Right. If that's a story that he want to talk about, that's his business. But I would never tarnish the picture that he has of his father through my mouth. Y'all don't ever do that. Same goes for my daughter. Like, I would never. He, we not together. It's just relationships that just wasn't for me. You know, they not bad men. They not. They just wasn't the man for me. My loving husband uh, is the man for me huh? but they just wasn't the man they just wasn't the man for me that's not to say they don't love their kids you just wasn't the right one for me and i'm just not gonna deal with it i don't believe in that whole we're gonna wait till the kids grow up and do that i'm not gonna waste my life playing around with you so i, I would never talk bad about 
the other parent in front of the child because that's a relationship they got to have right. all in themselves. And you just never know what that does, you know, to the other person or to the child. What do you think? So, um, as I said, like, towards the end of our first uh, podcast, um, and if y'all didn't listen to the first one, it's y'all first time listening to the second one, I had shared that, like, with my oldest. Um, when he was younger, we was on the phone, and um, I had heard, you know, him being told, like, to say, like, I wish he wasn't my dad. And, um, bro, it's so hard. It's so hard to hear those words and not say anything. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he's downstairs now. He's, like, 13. And, like, it's certain stuff that he kind of expressed to me now about, you know, why, why are things the way they are? You know what I mean? Like, how did I get custody of him? And all this other jazz. And, like, if you would have told me at 18, I would have had the opportunity to lay out in detail things that happened and how he got here. Like, holy shit. Like, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life since I was 18. And then when the day finally came, like, I couldn't do anything but speak blessings and say nice stuff. Like, that's maturity. Like, no bullcrap. Like, I'm not trying to go super spiritual, but that's nothing but maturity, growth, and God. You know what I mean? Because, like, at the end of the day, everybody got to understand that, like, it's all about the kids. And I feel like when I told myself then that, like, it was all about my kid, it's all about my kid. Yeah, I might have put a couple of holes in the wall. Sorry, Mom. You know what I mean? I might have, like, smoked in their driveway. Um, Who walked in on that? Oh, sorry, Mom. Like, I was upset, you know what I'm saying? But my thing is, like, it was either that or... I'm going to get you, right? And it was two different times and two different situations with both of my children's, you know, mothers where I was in a car driving, going to confront the situation. And in my mind, you know, my dad called me down both times and was like, bro, when you get there, what are you going to do? You mad. She said this. She said that. She made your son do this. She made your son do that. Like, what are you going to do? And, like, in my mind, I'm like, shit, like, there was only one thing on my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, Knock I know, the head between the I know you drive. were behind the door, and I'm going to get on the other side of the door. But he's like, yo, but think about your son. Think about the statistics. Think about your career. It's all out the way. Yada, 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 yada. And so when it comes to that, man, it's like, I just feel like it's not worth it. And that's for men and women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the worst thing that you could do is to bash the other parent. Because especially when your kids get older, because then they're going to be thinking like, well, damn, if he's so damn bad or she's so bad, then why the fuck you sleep with him? You know what I'm saying? Like, if they this awful, if they're that freaking bad, then why were you th- together so long? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why, why did this even come about? You see what I'm saying? So I, I just feel like it's nothing, there's nothing there. Like, you don't gain anything from me. You just feel better in the moment. But like, when you say shit like, you look like your mama. Like, I tell my kid all the time he looks just like his mama, but I don't say it in a bad way. You know what I mean? I don't say when you get in trouble, damn, you look just like your mom. No, like, legit. Like, to me, the kid looks just like his mom. Even now, like, certain stuff he'll say or certain stuff he'll do, I'll be like, you know, that's your mom's favorite color. He'll be like, how you know? Like, bro, how do you think I know? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, it, and you can see the smile that comes to his face. Because we're not together. But my son is not going to grow up. Either one of them is going to grow up in a world where they look at their dad and be like, my dad don't like my mom. Like, that's bullshit. The most important thing my mom told me when I was younger is, listen, the only thing your kids need to know is that the time that they were conceived and that you were born, they were born, y'all loved each other. You understand? 
you can explain the whole thing that people don't make it and people grow apart. But in that moment, when he was made, for both he's that I have, like, they were loved. I loved their parents. I mean, their moms at the time that they were conceived. You know what I'm saying? So moving forward, yes, it's hard like today, but today is Easter. You know what I mean? I didn't talk to my son today. I was supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I could easily be like, yo, you know what? Like, she's this and she's that or she's selfish or she's that. No. Like, I don't win. I don't get anything from that. You know what I'm saying? Especially if there's a tomorrow. Does it suck? Yes. Because I guarantee if the money don't come right on time, I'm going to get a fucking phone call. But, yo, <laughs> like I said, I'm not I'm not 18 no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't bother me anymore. As long as you know that I'm here for you, my sons, as long as they know I'm here for them, that's what I'm saying? Like, there's no need to bash. I just want to say in this whole thing of co-parenting, y'all, don't be weird. Like, don't be awkward, okay? Like... We all understand that at some point, it obviously, like, well, at some time or another, we had some kind of relationship, whether that was an intimate Ooh, relationship, had we had a, um, an intimate relationship, a sexual relationship, or, you know, spiritual, whatever, I don't know. At some point, there was a relationship <laughs> with you and the other person that created a, a human being mm -hmm. that y'all are not connected to and responsible for. What about saying lay down? When they lay, we all lay down. down. What I'm saying is, don't be awkward okay like it's like uh like i get it in the beginning like it's going to be awkward but like don't be i j i'm just so grateful that this is for my second child my daughter with her with her father because my son has been with me his entire life and um there was really no exchange of who gonna pick up the baby this weekend and this that and the third like that that boy been with me since the day he was born. This is more so for my daughter. So, uh, because I was actually in the relationship with her father. And like I said in uh, episode one, like he does a lot for the both of them. Even though my son is not his biologically. So, I do appreciate him for that. So, of course, when our relationship ended, like, you know, it's a, it was a little awkward for him. Um, which, you know, it's, it's like whatever feeling feelings gonna be involved folk you know like you tell people to do certain things it's just not gonna happen they think you never leave folk get comfortable that's what i'm looking for that's the term i'm looking for folk get comfortable <laughs> you are complacent and you think that i'm not gonna move along i don't know but in any event when i moved along um oh, you move. folks was three thousand miles away <laughs> okay so i i'm just saying that that it I'm just glad that she's able to speak on her own because it, the the awkwardness sometimes in the relationships like he's he's come out here to visit you know and we appreciate him for that um, you know because we we fly them home in the summer and I don't know how many trips y'all have taken but to fly some folk home you know like to fly children in a family home in the summertime I'm talking about smack dab in the middle of June beginning Jeez. of July from California to North Carolina that's gonna cost a couple bands okay that's the that's not something you want to do we don't ask nobody mm -mm. for help in doing that because nobody said that we had to come out here except the government okay that's not nobody else's fault but we don't ask for money for that we fly them home if they miss the flight however you gonna pay for the ticket oh, yeah. because we already played for that flight and we expected you to get them there just like we got them there but you know he comes out here and he visits with the both of them he take them for the time that he's here and I appreciate it it's just like the drop off is a little awkward, you know, but and it just make it. it I don't. I mean, it's, it it's, don't I, make it difficult, but it's just like you got, like I, can we just? I got no. Nah, I always I feel so. I feel for 
It's just the other person. Oh, wait, sorry. Right quick, before you say that. Mm. I said that to say, get your emotions out of this co-parenting. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get your emotions out of it, because that's what, uh... That's there's a lot of bullshit. You know what I mean? A lot of the stuff that's still in there. But that's what I was saying. I mean, it's just... It's just different. It all depends on how, like, when a relationship ended. When you look at, like, who, quote-unquote, who was winning and who was losing. Like, that's kind of how it ends. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, in both of my situations, like, I don't really feel a way. I don't feel like a winner, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, to be completely honest, like, the heart-to-heart that we had, I was like, yo, we both kind of, we both won. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted... It's not how you want to end the marriage. Nobody wants to start one and end one. But I, I, I'd be lying if I said she didn't flourish in her own way after the fact. And I flourished in my own way after the fact. Like, it's just how you look at it in the maturity level that you're on. So, if a person felt like he lost or she lost or I let one get away or you left me for this person or whatever, the, you know what I mean, whatever the story that you want to create is then, of course, it's going to be awkward. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're coming around like, oh, it's weird. Like like you said, if you get comfortable and then you wake up one day and that person's not even in your state anymore, then, like, the what next time I, I mean, the next time I see you, like, that might be awkward. Or, hey, I didn't want to stay with you ever. And then you wake up and I'm not here anymore and I'm 3,000 miles away. Like, it's, it's awkward to... <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to be awkward depending on where, where you are. It's awkward situation. for you because that's your own fault. I'm sorry. That's that. It's awkward for you. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, because it's it, it's not awkward to me. It's not awkward to me because what y'all got to understand is that um, even in all of this. So, my, my, my daughter's father expressed um, before we conceived my daughter that he did not ever want to have children because his parents divorced and that did that took a toll on him right so we were never married this is my my husband is my first marriage my only marriage okay um but he expressed how he didn't want children because of that but like i also felt like you would need to do things in the relationship to ensure that that did not happen so i that goes back to complacency like i just feel like and, and it, you know, like that's that's no fault of him because human human beings we are comfortable in pattern. We don't like change as human beings. So, uh, d- doing the same thing that we did every day, and you know, like like I'm asking for this and I'm asking for this. Like I'm asking to move and I'm asking for better, and we just not going there because you're complacent with where you are and you're satisfied with where you are. Well, I'm not comfortable with where I'm at. So I need to better myself. And if that means not being with you, then that just means not being with you. If I'm not happy with you, that's fine. Whatever. So I'm sorry. Like, I don't have nothing against the man. He's a very nice man. He's he's great. You know, I got love for him. He's my daughter's father. I would mm-hmm. never wish no harm on him. But it just wasn't the one for me. I'm just saying, like, just don't be weird. And, and, all, and all of that also... To say that even though it ain't going to work out, like, this is for, I ain't really had a problem with my son's father because this was a given, but with my daughter's father, like, I'm going to get my my kids coming with me. There was just a little thing where I think he thought that he, the, my daughter was going to stay with him, and I, listen, that's that. They coming with me. They coming with me. You said that's that on that? That's that on that. They okay. coming with me. I don't care. I'm going to kick your door down and your mama door, your dad door, and everybody <laughs> else door in the neighborhood. I'm coming with the Greensboro.